Welcome to the Small Business Minute. Today's topic is, do you lead from the front or the back? Regardless of whether you have two or 20 employees, leadership matters. And for what it's worth, there are few natural born leaders. That's why leadership skills need to be learned and relearned all the time. So here's a question I bet most entrepreneurs don't ever consider. Do you lead from the front or the back? Some entrepreneurs know instinctively when to lead from the front or to lead from the back. Others need to consciously work at trying to balance between the two. But sadly, too many haven't got a clue, and nor do they care. To say that leadership is a large and fragmented topic would be an understatement. A recent search of Google on the word leadership returned an astronomical 4.7 billion results. That's B as in billion. Therefore, it's safe to assume that there's a lot of interest in the topic. To be sure, that with this many results, there's bound to be a fair amount of repetitiveness in the advice given. Fortunately, there are always those tried and true nuggets of wisdom that have stood the test of time. One of those truths is that good leaders tend to be good leaders regardless of the environment. Having said that, one of the biggest challenges facing leaders today is they may have to up their empathy quotient. This is so that they can accommodate the current crop of employees as many appear to need more handholding than previous generations. Although every situation is different, the good leaders know when to assert themselves and take charge or when to back off and let someone else lead. They're confident enough to know that they don't always have to be out front. By relinquishing control, they give their staff the opportunity to grow their leadership skills. Ultimately, the more you lead from the back, the more freedom you'll have, allowing you to tackle more strategic issues or simply cut back on your workload. The trick is to know when to take charge and when to let others do so. Finding the right balance is tough and should always be determined by the situation. So how often do you lead from the front? Unless you have a very green team, it's a lot less often than you think. There are a number of situations that require you, the owner, to step up and lead the charge. These tend to fall into two buckets, crisis or opportunity. A crisis can be best defined as a showstopper. It's any situation that can negatively affect the company's reputation or performance and has a high degree of urgency. Many times in crisis situations, you don't have the luxury of sitting back and letting things unfold in a natural way. It often requires immediacy of action. This is where experience and knowledge comes into play, whereby the leader can react far more quickly to the situation. Opportunities, on the other hand, may require someone to lead from the front for political or strategic reasons. Here are some of the situations that may require you to be out in front and leading the charge. Let's first look at some crisis situations. Number one. Having a large client threaten to stop dealing with you after all attempts by your team have failed would rank high. Number two, needing to defend the actions of your team with a client would be another situation. Many times a customer isn't always right. Number three, a massive competitive threat that comes out of nowhere might also qualify. And four, a product or service failure. You need to own it. And now, opportunity situations. Number one, Depending on your industry, you may need to lead the charge on launching a new product. This gives you the chance to get direct feedback, good or bad, directly from your customers. Equally as important, it can show your customers and your team that this is important. Number two, setting the vision or direction of the company requires you to lead from the front. It's not something you can delegate. Your actions speak louder than words. Number three, matching. Matching is another situation where it's important to be visible. Matching means exactly that. It's where you match client title with your own. For example, a new client wants a presentation on your services. In attendance from their side will be a mid-level person along with their company president or vice president. In those cases, you should be visible and lead the conversation. It also shows the client they are important. 
Regardless of whether it's a crisis or an opportunity, the goal here is to ultimately relinquish the relationship to a team member. This is done by stating something to the effect of, going forward, Mary will be a key contact, or John will follow up with you next week to discuss next steps. By making that statement, you go from leading from the front to leading from the back. Additionally, whether you lead from the front or the back, these situations must be used as teaching moments. These teaching moments include taking the time to explain to your team the rationale for the given course of action and you'll be open to input. However, being open to input doesn't mean you are obliged to act on it. So to counter this, you must take the time to explain why it will or why it won't be incorporated into the plan. Equally important is that when leading from the back, you must let individuals know that you have their back and are available for consultation if needed. In conjunction with this support, your job is to run interference for the team. In other words, you need to make sure they don't get distracted with other people's priorities. The hardest part for any leader when taking a backseat is to avoid jumping in to rescue an individual when it's clear that their chosen course of action will not achieve the desired outcome. This was a lesson I learned many years ago as a newly minted district manager at a major consumer goods company. A big part of my job was to monitor, motivate, and train a dozen or so sales reps. Fortunately or unfortunately, very little of this could be done remotely. For the most part, this was a feet on the ground undertaking, riding shotgun for hours or days as we visited dozens of accounts. One of the golden rules when leading from the back was to never interrupt or critique the individual while they were presenting to a buyer. Sometimes this was painful when it was clear that things were going off the rails or there was a missed upsell opportunity. Had I jumped in to save the day on any of these calls, we would have surely walked out with a bigger order. But at what cost? Taking control in those moments risked destroying the individual's self-confidence and undermined their authority with that buyer. Not a fair trade, my way of thinking. Instead, the right approach was to wait until the call was completed and undertake a post-mortem. Unless the individual is brand new, these after-call reviews only took a few minutes and happened in the car on the way to the next call. Simple teaching moments that paid immediate dividends throughout the rest of the day. In hindsight, working this closely and exclusively with any team member for a day or two pays a huge dividend. Unfortunately, that's a rarity today and that's a shame. Fortunately though, time spent working with your team to show them how to be more effective is always a good investment. It gives you a chance to share your knowledge and experience, usually in real life situations, instead of dealing in hypotheticals. Developing your team's leadership capabilities by knowing when to lead from the front or the back is critical if you want to grow your company. By developing a more capable workforce, it frees you up to spend more time on strategic initiatives such as goal setting or keeping the organization on point vis-a-vis -vis your vision. And let's not forget the freedom to seek out new opportunities. Understanding that if employees are enjoying their work and feel appreciated, they'll perform at a higher level. There's nothing new or complicated in that statement, but it's surprising how misunderstood this simple concept is. As with any delegation initiative, the goal here is to free up your time and increase your employee satisfaction. Always keep in mind that people go to work to be successful. Being bored with their work is a surefire way to increase turnover. There's a time and a place to be that hard-charging entrepreneur, and there's a time to step back. Knowing the difference can really help you and your company grow. I'm Greg Weatherton, and this has been your Small Business Minute.